Remember when they said Kim Jong-un was like dead a few weeks ago? <laughs> yeah, and then like two days later, they're like, nope, swoops. Well, I guess he's, he's not dead. They're, they were basing it off. So the way like news from Korea works is that like some insane South Korean tabloid, like the fucking Mad Magazine shit, like not real, will just be like, oh yeah, uh, Kim Jong-un fed 800 orphans to a, a single dog. But the dog grew so strong from eating the children that he was able to operate a, a well, to be fair, antiquated uh, Soviet anti-aircraft gun, which he used to annihilate a squadron of women who had all refused to have sex with Kim Jong-un, who, by the way, is gay and has AIDS. Which he tried to do on his private roller coaster, of which he's built thousands. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of people don't understand. I, I read this in a South Korean press. Is that is people are like, oh, North Korea, like they don't have cars, they only have trains. They're not exactly trains. It's actually they're like mini, like they're it's all cabooses first of all, but it's like those little <laughs> like trains you go around on the theme parks, and so you know you can still fit thirty or forty people on those bad boys. But you gotta have a lot of guys hanging off the sides, uh, and in fact, it's grown so it's so common there that basically the whole country is crisscrossed by train tracks. There's drive-by shootings on these mini trains. There's train jackings. It's it's it's. I'll tell you what. It's like the Wild West, um, but north. Oh, uh, is there a failed solution to the trolley problem? <laughs> All cabooses. Uh huh. I love a good caboose. That, that word is so funny. Caboose. There's some words that are just, I love to say. Caboose. Mm hmm. Um, Moose. Gadfly. Also. Gadfly. Oh, Gadfly is a classic. Yeah. Uh, I like saying sausage a lot. <laughs> I think that's a that's a good. What word. about saucisson? Okay, I've never said that, nor am I going to. So it's it's sort of a moot point there. Saucisson. Moose point. Moose point. There we go. Moose point. We should change it to be moose point. Moose point. This is because it's by stupid. Because it's a point that a moose makes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is uh, famous girl humor. I keep hearing about. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So what's in the what's in the tarot cards? What are we what are, who are we talking to? I have I'm First drawing of the, all, we're talking to our audience because welcome everyone to True Anon. Hello. <laughs> like that one? Been working no, on that. Call him the goblin. Ugh. I'm Liz. Uh my name is Brace, aka the uh Dark Cowboy, aka the Goblin, aka Mr. Ogre. Uh we are joined, of course, by Young Chomsky. Uh, and that way, yeah, and, and, and as my, as my um, assistant said earlier, we are truing on. As you like that? I'm Why the general manager mean? of the podcast. Why are you being mean? I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I actually am sorry. I love you. <laughs> Let's get this show on the road. What we the have, fuck? We actually do have stuff to talk about. 
This Speak is, for yourself. This show has just devolved into this. Real, this is like college radio. We're just go, put your shirt down. I have my shirt up. Yeah, I'm feeling good now. I was feeling. I was my my spit was thick Listen, earlier. I was dear listeners, funky. brace on our uh, video chat. Just lifted up his Bush did 9/11 T-shirt to That's reveal right. his chest. Mm-hmm. That's bare right. Chest. Now yes. he's fake pumping iron. So we are. Ready to go. You can't see what's in my hands. I could have real iron. I don't, but I could. And uh, I'd like a little faith. We are we are ready. So Liz and I have been deep in the lab, uh, splitting the atom, fucking looking through microscopes. Liz wearing a white lab coat. I am wearing full on, like, uh, you remember when those videos came out of China with, like, the cops wearing the full on, like, hazmat gear with, like, submachine guns they were carrying because they didn't have holsters for them? I'm doing that. Uh, young Chomsky is nude because I told me we we're going to spray him down for chemicals, but lied. Uh, and we're talking, what are we talking? We're talking a lot of things today. We, we are. Got a few we are. I mean, I don't know if people have heard, but COVID is back in the news. Mm-hmm. It's COVID ain't going away, baby. Uh-uh. No. Corona. Uh, I don't have a joke there, but it's back. <laughs> Turns out it never went away. Yeah, it is funny. It disappeared for a second, but now that the protests have dying down, people remember that it exists. And from what I gather, it's coming back. Corona's coming back. Uh, Cases are increasing, like in Texas, I know in California, not San Francisco, but other parts of California. um, it's, It's on the rise. Yeah, we're seeing a substantial, substantial increase in cases and uh, death rates in Texas and Florida. Um, And a lot of people are attributing that to the kind of, uh, I guess, the lifting of the lockdowns, what they call reopening that happened over Memorial Day weekend in those states. To the point where now uh, bars and restaurants in Florida that just literally a week ago, quote unquote, reopened are now closing again because of how intense the rates of uh, infection are. It's, it's, it's funny. Actually, in San Francisco, there's like a sort of soft opening. I think they're calling it phase two, which, mm, trademark, bitch, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I don't, know if they're, I, I don't know if we're at phase two yet. I know phase two is like a, it's like a, it's like a slight reopening. In San Francisco, they're doing this thing where bars are open. But only like five people can be inside. Literally something like, I think it's, I can't remember the exact number, but I think it's under 10, possibly maybe 12 at the highest people can be inside any given bar, but they can still serve people outside. And so now the sidewalks are just filled with people drinking uh, without wearing masks, which is is like- just their way to like manufacture exclusivity. They're all trying to make every new spot (laughs) the hot spot. Everything's a club. It is like it, it. It is sort of astounding because many of the people drinking outside sans mask are the kind of people who were big. Uh, what do you call it? The S word scolders. Um, mm. Until very recently, but I think that like I mean, we'll talk about this more later. But obviously, something changed very recently, and uh, people are loosening up. People are lifting their own restrictions. Yeah, the whole thing has been really disorienting for me. And I don't know, I don't think I'm in the minority here. Uh, You know, if you kind of, you know, we kind of talked about this last week more generally, but if you look at the kind of 
response from the government, but also like the media narrative since let's say late January on the pandemic, they have basically been uh, all over the place. I think we can call it schizophrenic. Yeah. Uh, And it's been, you know, completely contradictory information, completely contradictory stances. um, Just like, jumping from pole to pole of reaction of this is bad. This is good. This is what this is. This is what this is not to the point of everything. Like, I don't know what's what and what is what. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's like, it's, it makes, it's crazy making. I mean, it's, 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 I, you know, I, I obviously, you know, due to the fucking podcast, but just also in general, like pay a lot of attention to the news, the fake news media, the lying news media. And like, and also politicians who I uniformly dis- dislike. Uh, but, it, it, you know, a lot of people don't pay that close attention. And it, to the people who don't, and I think that's most people, which all full respect, that's a wonderful. Um, the information that they're getting has been so sort of topsy. I, what it says, what, I like to say this herky jerky. Uh, <laughs> the information has been so herky jerky and so all over the place. That that I think a lot of people. I mean, certainly I don't know what to think half the time. Well, that's not true. I always know what to think, but I feel like I don't know what to think half the time. And uh, and and you know, you start to think like, oh, am I just fucking stupid and I don't get what's going on? But then you sort of look at it and and you spell it out for yourself and you realize, no, I am being fed narratives that are oftentimes completely contradictory. And make next to zero sense with absolutely no like reflection or acknowledgement of that or anything like that. And that creates like a subconscious, we'll get to this more later, but that creates sort of like a subconscious, um, I don't know what to call it, but like effect on you, uh, certainly on me, uh, that erodes a certain level of, of trust. But again, we'll get to that later. Yeah, I mean, I think it was really interesting. Um, you or uh, Mehmet. Mehmet. Mehmet, my friend, the guy I pay, but he's also a friend, Mehmet. He posted on social media. Yeah, he posted something on Twitter on the True Anon account. I, I don't know when it was, last week, maybe? A couple something weeks like ago. Basically saying what we're saying here, which is, you know, wait a second, the government told me or the media and the media told me that we're in a pandemic and everyone needs to stay inside and now everyone needs to go outside. It's completely contradictory. And boy, oh boy, were people in the Twitter mentions not happy with Truanon at Truanon pod for those tweets. Yeah, people got angry about that. I noticed that people got really defensive. And, you know, people were like, well, what, you don't believe coronavirus is real or you don't, you know, you don't think people should go protest. And no, that's not what I'm saying. Like, you know, I I hope we'll lay it out fairly clearly here today. But what I'm saying is that the totally contradictory barrage of information that people are assaulted with by the just low-life scumbags in the media and in the political world has if it has an effect and to say it doesn't have an effect is 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 a denying reality basically yeah i mean i think that actually in the very controversial uh recent substack piece by matt taibbi um he actually put this really well 
and actually this is I think probably the least controversial part of the entire piece he wrote but he wrote the media in the last four years has devolved into a succession of moral manias we are told the most important thing ever is happening days or weeks at a time until subjects are abruptly dropped and forgotten but the tone of warlike emergency remains from James Comey's firing to the deification of Robert Mueller to the Brett Kavanaugh nomination to the democracy imperiling threat to intelligence quote whistleblowers all those interminable months of Ukraine gate hearings while COVID-19 advanced, to fury at the death wish of lockdown violators, to the sudden reversal on that same issue, etc. It's been learned in these episodes we may freely misreport reality so long as the political goal is righteous. And I think that like we can add the way that the pandemic has been reported to that list. Absolutely. Right? You know, one of the clearest examples of this with the pandemic is the way a lot of the guidelines were rolled out from the very beginning, right? Yeah, absolutely. Specifically, like, these, the, the issue of the masks. Everyone loves talking about, talking about the mask. Should you wear a mask? I don't wear a mask. Wearing a mask is for pussies. Look, I have a mask. With the, I, I, I will admit, you know, I, Brace Belden, have sold a supreme branded face mask for $8,000 to a guy in Koreatown in Los Angeles. I admit it. I have profited off of this. But I made that mask because I work for Supreme, so it's okay. So what we have is like, you know, we're talking about the issue of, of, of does wearing a mask help prevent the spread of coronavirus? And something I noticed really early on is that the media was let's say, rather unclear about this. And when it comes to the mask, that's really only going to be to prevent you from spreading the disease, not necessarily from preventing you from catching it, if that made any sense. That's interesting. So people were wearing masks thinking that it's going to protect them from getting it. It won't. Why? Because if there's droplets in the air or droplets that are land on them, it could go in their eyes? Well, not only could it go in their eyes, but the droplets themselves that contain the virus could be a lot smaller than what the masks are going to protect against. Hmm. And on top of that, if you're wearing a mask, but you're not practicing any other precautions like washing your hands, you're putting yourself at risk. So again, the masks are really only for people who are already sick to prevent them from spreading the droplets. So that right there was from March 2nd, a black t-shirt clad Anderson Cooper, who, by the way, is, uh, well, let's just say there could Definitely be an episode on that guy's family at one point, at some point on this show. Um, is asking a doctor about wearing masks, and the doctor basically hedges and say says, "Well, wearing a mask won't really protect you because the droplets might be so small that they could get through the masks. Plus, if you aren't taking any other precautions like washing your hands, it won't help." And he says essentially that that unless you're sick, you shouldn't wear a mask. Now. There's something I find a little odd about that because, Liz, isn't this a disease or, excuse me, a virus known for people being asymptomatic and having it? Yeah, I mean, it's very, a very odd, um, I mean, just very odd advice. I think now it's, what's so weird probably hearing this back, at least this is how I'm feeling, so perhaps our listeners are feeling the same way, is like, it's like, no shit, a mask is effective. Like, it's yeah. almost like accepted common knowledge now. And I think, you know, three months ago, it also should have been. Like, 
you put the mask on, so it, it puts a barrier there. Just one more barrier, regardless of if it's imperfect, correct? A- yeah, absolutely. And one, th- one big thing that happened is that the Surgeon General of the United States went on Fox News and told people that masks aren't effective. Here, let's Wait, this let's- was the same day, right? Yes, absolutely. Doctor, you're saying stop using masks because unless you've got the coronavirus, you shouldn't be wearing it, right? Absolutely. I just want to start off by saying my heart goes out to the families of the individuals who died of coronavirus this weekend. We're certainly seeing more spread in communities, but it's important for folks to know that right now their risk as American citizens remains low. There are things that people can do to stay safe. There are things they shouldn't be doing. And one of the things they shouldn't be doing, the general public, is going out and buying masks. It actually uh, does not help. It's not been proven to be effective in preventing spread of coronavirus amongst the general public. And actually, people who tend to buy masks and don't know how to wear them properly as a healthcare provider I have to get fit tested. Folks who don't know how to wear them properly tend to touch their faces yep. a lot and actually can increase the spread of coronavirus. You can increase your risk of getting it by wearing a mask if you are not a healthcare provider. Yeah. So we hear something we hear that we hear this guy and by the way is this guy even a general? <laughs> I wasn't aware. I'm sorry. You know, I'm not a big stolen valor guy though. I am a veteran. Is this I, wasn't aware that the surgeons was its own branch of the military, but whatever. Um, he's saying something that, that we hear repeated in article after article after article and, and news story after news story, that wearing a mask can actually imp- increase the spread of coronavirus due to people either, one thing they say a lot is A, having a false sense of safety, and B, not knowing how to wear the mask properly. Liz, have you worn one of these masks before? Yeah. Do you but know you how mean, to... like before before corona? Yeah. Yeah, we wore them during the like fires. I mean, you yeah. just put it on. Yeah, you kind of like, have to fiddle with it. I don't I don't think it's that difficult. It's it's pretty straightforward. I think most listeners probably know what we're talking about. You just you got the little metal thing, you make it go across your nose like a blackhead strip, and then you make sure that your giant beard that you grew Due to listening to podcasts, is is tucked within it, um, and 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 that that's something that really bothered me is when they said it increased the spread of coronavirus because they also said it, constantly this was a, this was a big refrain back then that there's no data showing that masks prevent the spread of coronavirus. Now, if there's no data showing that, which citation fucking needed, um. Well, I guess that's what they're saying, too. There's also no data showing that they increase the spread of coronavirus. So it's sort of like... But also, it's such a, that's such a weird thing, because also I want to say, okay, hey, hey, genius, smarty pants. Mm-hmm, yes. How are you going to test for that? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, how are you going to test for that? It's so stupid. Just use common sense. What happened to common sense? But no, well, that- we can't do that because everything has to be politicized. And that's exactly what's happening here with the masks. Yeah, absolutely. So this is from the Washington Post, January 24th. So this is pretty fucking early. I think this is after we reported on the damn uh, Wuhan ultravirus. Uh, it's called coronavirus. Uh, the, it's titled coronavirus spurs a run on face masks. But do they work? For now, public officials say there's no need to wear face masks in the United States, but they do recommend them in China, especially for people who th- think they may be sick. 
So why would you just like, okay, you don't have to wear them in the U.S., but you do have to wear them in China? Because that, that doesn't make a ton of sense. I mean, not all of China was affected by, by coronavirus that bad at that point. Uh, and if it's spreading to the U.S., you'd think that you would also have to wear it here, right? I mean, it's... Well, what's even stranger about that is just two days later, this is from The Hill, government health agency official, mm, wonder who they could be talking about there, coronavirus, quote, isn't something the American public need to worry about. Anthony Fauci. We're going to talk a little bit more about him. Anthony, uh, said Sunday the American public shouldn't worry about the coronavirus outbreak in China. It's a very, very low risk to the United States. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> because it's like, it's, it's it, you know, even back then, like, a lot of people were wondering, well, like, okay, this is obviously going to spread from, from China. Um, why aren't we really taking any measures to prevent it? And the government said they were, but they really weren't. I mean, they, they didn't even start stockpiling equipment until, like, several weeks later. Uh, and at the same time, and this is what really gets me, at the same time, there were all these fucking articles appearing. I, I took one down, but I don't even need to, need to I'll, read, I'll, read, I'll read from a part of it, but it, it, this drove me insane, is that all these newspapers, including, once again, our friends at the Washington Post, owned by Jeff fucking Bezos, uh, were, were calling, and, and if you look up the words China, draconian, lockdown, you will get a lot of hits, like I did. Uh, but they were they, the article. This is from January twenty sixth. China's coronavirus lockdown brought to you by authoritarianism. But as Chinese officials scrambled to control the spread of the virus, they also moved ahead with a controversial travel ban, effectively locking down tens of millions of people to try to contain the outbreak. The move came at the peak of a busy season in China, when hundreds of millions of people typically travel for annual spring festival celebrations. Only the Chinese government could implement draconian measures to such a large scale, said Yanzhong Huang, senior fellow for the global for global health at the Council on Foreign Relations. Mm. Yeah, I mean, typical. By the way, that's of course an Epstein-linked pedophile organization, allegedly. Wait, I like the second part of his quote. It might be an example of resilience of the authoritarian state, especially in a crisis setting, but there is no strong evidence that the approach will be effective. Now, what's so maddening about this yes. is that not nary a month later, I don't know, month and a half, mm -hmm. we've got op-eds screaming, why didn't Trump, like screaming, praising the Chinese government for their response yep. and, you know, crying out that the United States isn't responding in similar fashion. That's what drove me so crazy. And one thing was happening in China, too, was public health officials were getting up and saying in press conferences that a big reason that the virus didn't spread that much in, in for instance, Hong Kong is because of A, lockdown measures and B, wearing masks. That's what they said explicitly, wearing masks. And the, the mask thing to me is so crazy because at this point, you know, we're getting into to February here. It's like, okay, this is spreading. This is a uh, corona. This is a coronavirus, right? Like this is a res respiratory virus. That means this is a virus that you slurp down like a damn Mountain Dew, right? Like you get it from it coming in your mouth. Uh, pause. And it's... <laughs> And, and so, like, 
you know, I was sitting there in my abode thinking, like, reading all these fucking news articles about a fucking virus that spread through through people spitting in your face or whatever, talking, coughing, whatever. And I'm being told by these fucking quacks and their lackeys in the media that for some reason, the thing that covers my mouth will not only not prevent me from getting it, which, okay, I don't know if it'll prevent me from getting it, but it, but it won't even help me not get it that it actually will increase my chances of getting it. That yeah. is fucking insane. This thing is trans... I had to look this shit up so you all have to fucking listen to it. This shit is transmitted through respiratory droplets. That happens when, obviously, you can fucking understand what that means. That means when your mouth makes a little bit of liquid. And, you know, when you talk or spit or, or, or do karaoke, for instance, you, you take out... You, you, you bust out with some fucking fluid. That's why, by the way, we're supposed to be six feet away from each other because they're like, oh, fuck, gravity is going to take care of that mostly. You know, I, 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 I'm yelling, I love your caboose at a beautiful woman, a, 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 a pog perhaps, and I'm spitting, you know, going crazy. She's six feet, well, probably 30 or 40 feet away. Those droplets drop because they're heavy. And now they're saying, you know, there's some evidence that it's also spread through aerosols, which are smaller fucking particles that linger in the air like little bats in the in the night. Uh, and, and and you know, it's that's it's that was you know a big thing. They were like, oh, is it airborne? And, you know, there was that choir in Seattle. They fucking all got it. Um, that is it turns out not to be as big a risk. But anyways, a fucking mask would help you not get that shit in your goddamn fucking mouth. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so in we've got, I mean, there's so much, there's so many more articles we could pull up that go back and forth. I mean, Vox was one of the most like egregious publications, mm -hmm. you know, like explainer why you don't need a mask, explainer why uh, coronavirus isn't a real thing, and also why you should support, you know, Yimbyism. They <laughs> yes. always got to tie that into every mm -hmm. article they write. Mm -hmm. We need to build more housing for pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, again, the Surgeon General, February 29th, tweets, Seriously, people, stop buying masks. They are not, capital, capital is, ca all capitals, lots of capitals, mm -hmm. effective in preventing general public from catching hashtag coronavirus. Always hashtag. He's but ruining if healthcare that hashtag. <laughs> if healthcare providers can't get them to care for sick patients, it puts them and our communities at risk, exclamation point, plus a bit.ly. Link oh, by the way, the that bit.ly fucking link that he links now says that you have to wear a mask. <laughs> and here's the thing is that, like, you know, people are not as dumb as the Lion News Media thinks they are. Agreed. And they kind of caught on pretty quickly. Huh, maybe we should buy up some masks. So there was actually a run on masks. Yeah. But, I, they start, I, but what the media and you know, the Surgeon General and everyone using this, like, basically trying to scare people to not buy masks was basically just to cover up for the fact that there was a, that we didn't have enough masks to go around for everyone, right? Yeah, and, like, let me be clear with people. This was a deliberate lie that they basically admitted by their actions. I mean, anybody who thinks about this for more than two seconds will kind of understand. Okay, you don't need a mask. However... Healthcare workers desperately need them. Why do healthcare workers desperately need them? Which, by the way, they did. I'm not denying that. But they desperately needed them because masks 
help prevent the spread of coronavirus. And so what you have here is, are all these institutions. You have the CDC. You have the Surgeon General, who I fucking love because, you know, he's anti-smoking. Psych! Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> FDA. All these motherfuckers saying even the WHO, who, by the way, we'll, we'll get to them in a little bit. All of these, all of these institutions and people are saying, and, and 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 fucking Mr. Fauci, that you don't need a mask, and they are deliberately lying. Now they're lying for for a you know noble purpose, I guess. It's so that that healthcare workers can get masks, or so that the government can hoard them and not send them out to healthcare workers. But uh, people kind of cotton on to this, right? Even if they don't consciously, I feel like people sort of understood this intuitively because you're constantly seeing these images, uh, particularly from Asia uh, or particularly from East Asia, of everybody wearing a fucking mask, right? And the media just said uh, in a lot of cases that, oh, uh, people in Asia wear masks because they're superstitious. Like... It's, it's also like a, playing on racist tropes, obviously. Of course, yeah, yeah. It's like, and it's like, oh, they're stupid. They actually don't know how coronavirus spreads. The the guy the guy who does hashtag coronavirus uh, actually does. Meanwhile, at the same fucking time, our dog shit fucking government is stealing masks from other countries, literally on the runway. On the runway. And yeah. there are news stories about it. And so we're like, okay, the government is desperate for this item, but they're saying that you absolutely don't need it. And in fact, it is harmful. What does that do to the psyche? Yeah. And this is the thing that really pisses me off because all of this is covering up essentially what is a political economy issue, which is the fact that we didn't have the capacity to manufacture masks. We didn't have the ability to organize a government response or the government, like the people in the government to organize a response to produce these masks at a, the mass scale needed to get them to the public to prevent, by the way, tens of thousands of deaths because that's what has happened. The idea that, I mean, look, like how many of the 115,000 people who have died, how many of those deaths could have been prevented by our government having an actual coordinated response to this? And instead, instead of people asking that, instead, we are thrown into these insane media cycles of masks are bad. Here's a narrative. Oh, Trump says masks are good. Oop, Trump is bad. Masks are bad. Oh, Trump says he doesn't wear a mask. Masks are good. And it's just this constant schizophrenic, you know, like uh, back, back and, and forth, forth, back and yeah. forth, like you say, herky jerky of highly polarized takes of people just trying to own each other, which all all it does is completely cover up the fact that this is a scale of like, or this is a failure on a national scale that, I mean, it's revealing a total hollowing out of our like government's capability to run a fucking economy. Well, you said you said that you know you asked how many of those deaths could have been prevented, and I can tell you one. There's a bus driver in Detroit who made a a, a video that got that got you know blew up a little bit where he was pissed and he was like, "There's people coming on my fucking bus that aren't wearing fucking masks, right?" 
and there are people coughing everywhere and, and sneezing, and he is not being provided equipment by uh, by uh, the transit agency. Nobody is wearing or nobody's wearing a mask. You know, nobody has these things because, well, first of all, people were told not to wear them. Second of all, there aren't any. Um, and guess what? A few days after he makes that video, he gets sick. Two weeks later, he fucking died. Younger guy. I think in his 40s, maybe 50s. Younger on the scale of COVID deaths. At that same time, at that same time, the U.S. government was still telling people, this is in April, was still telling people that they didn't have to wear masks. In fact, the WHO was still telling people that. They fucking tweeted, uh, this is from WHO organization Western Pacific, uh, which, you know, they'll give a blue check mark to anybody these days. If you do not have any respiratory symptoms, such as fever, cough, or runny nose, you do not need to wear a medical mask. When used alone, masks can give you a false feeling of protection and can even be a source of infection when not used correctly. Uh, what the fuck does that mean? When, yeah. like, it's, it's, it's okay. Maybe, maybe two out of ten people don't wear the mask correctly. Eight out of those ten are wearing the mask correctly. You know, I do see people with their mask around their nose, but I also see a lot of people wearing their mask correctly. And it's, it's insane. It's like, oh, well, the entire population of the entire fucking world are stupid morons. And so they don't, they couldn't figure out how to wear it. It's a mask. If you can tie your shoes, you can do this. Just put yeah. out a PSA. And then. No, I mean, it's totally ridiculous. Finally, on April 3rd, Dr. Fauci, that wretched little gnome, says, <laughs> oh, yeah, you should wear masks. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, if you, if you, you know, wear them if you got them. And then the next day, April 4th, finally recommends that people should, well, <laughs> to be honest, they don't even really fully recommend it. They say, we must preserve medical surgical respirator masks for our frontline workers. But the idea of using respiratory coverings or mouth coverings to prevent coughing or sneezing, projecting disease into the environment towards others, that in itself is not a bad idea. <laughs> Dr. Mike Ryan, the WHO's top emer emergencies expert, told a news conference. Uh, as far as I can tell, the WHO on June 5th finally actually firmly recommended that everybody wear a mask or a cloth covering or whatever when they go out. That is like a couple weeks ago. 11 days ago. Yeah. So, you know, the the... You said Fauci finally started recommending masks around April 3rd. Now, in early April is when we started to see a lot of the anti-lockdown protests. Yes. And th thus a new media narrative, a new cycle was born, right? Yes. Yeah. And we had what was basically, again, and what we had was this entire narrative about, and we had an episode on those protests, which, you know, I, pretty heavily astroturfed, by the way, where now everyone had a common enemy. Oh, the people that don't want to be inside, these are our enemy. And every, how could they not be wearing the mask? This is the worst thing I've ever seen. Get inside. We need authoritarian Chinese government. Trump is bad. Everyone is crazy, right? So this is like a whole nother schizophrenic polarized media cycle. Right? Yeah, I, th this was really... This was really wild to see because a lot of these outlets had been saying had said originally at 
for like a month or two months in some cases that there was nothing to worry about. And, and until pretty recently, we're, we're repeating uncritically the, the Trump fucking regime's calls to not wear a mask. Right. And and it's like like in a lot of these articles that I read and and reread very recently for this episode about like how the government says you don't have to wear masks whatever WHO says this they aren't like accompanied by the news by the article like editorializing or I don't even know this is editorializing fact checking them and saying actually you do have to wear a mask because I think that there's like I don't know what it is, but it's like people think they can't go against the CDC, the fucking Surgeon General, fucking Fauci. It's like, yes, you can, because they're obviously wrong. And it's like you saw even in the response to the lockdown people, but also in the response to Trump when Trump wasn't wearing a mask, which Trump's Trump's similarities to Bolsonaro have become very clear (laughs) (laughs) since this pandemic started. Both of them, I would say Trump is slightly less cavalier uh, and, and, and sort of funnier about it. Although I also totally bungling it. Um, You know, like Trump's not wearing a mask, but it's like, well, a lot of people weren't wearing a mask for a pretty long time because you told them not to. Yeah. You know, but it also, again, like all these insane news cycles do to serve, it, it, all it does is paper over the fact that, you know, our, our government, not, you know, Republicans, not Democrats, like the fucking government, the entire state did not have the capacity to, to manage a fucking public health crisis. And it didn't yeah. want to. I think the thing that also gets me, because I mentioned the way the media uh, like, you know, it jumps from one story to the next. Like how, how Taibbi put it so brilliantly in his piece that it's this sort of like mania, but always done with the same fervor. So it's like, you know, then it jumps to these anti-lockdown protests, right? And we have this insane, and you know, and it's again, highly polarized. It's the people who stay inside versus the people who don't want to stay inside. And it's, you know, you mentioned the scolding and the masks and, you know, vice versa. And that becomes the story. Again, this is a total distraction from the fact that the state has made a decision to literally not manage a public health crisis at yep. any level. Yep. And, does not, the and, wind. and that it, there are very, very real supply chain issues and economic uh, problems that, you know, prevent the government from providing like any kind of services, including masks, to any of its people, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like I, I think people got to understand, like, this was a total abandonment of you and everybody you love by the government on almost every single level. Yeah. So then, you know, you get this, this whole new news cycle that's like everyone's, you know, freaking out. And again, it's the same, that same mania, that same fervor. And then, boom. We've got a whole nother one. And it's the complete opposite because now it's, you know, no one is critically reporting on the, f- I mean, look, I'm again, like we said at the beginning, like I'm not critical of people going outside and participating in the protests and everyone's wearing masks and okay, but it shouldn't be um, like, it shouldn't make, it shouldn't be wrong to point out the fact that this is the complete opposite attitude that the lamestream media was taking with response to other people wanting, you know, with other people gathering outside during a pandemic. 
that's that's what I think. Like, really, the point of what we're saying is is that like it's not about my opinion on the protest, which I participated in. I support. Yeah, same. Like, it's 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 or about my opinion on any of this shit. It's the fact that these complete 180s, uh, that's, I think, the right direction, 180s done by the media and the government uh, will have an effect on people. They are being barraged with completely contradictory information on an almost daily, sometimes hourly level. And that, that breaks you down. That fucks your psyche up. And to like to say like uh, you know people love to give excuses for this stuff. They're like, well, they changed their opinion. Blah 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 blah. It's like, okay, they 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 changed their opinion, but like, well, obviously they did. But like the fact that that this just happens with no explanation. They're like, okay, well, you know, these people going outside on Memorial Day are are you know selfish or whatever. These people going out to protest are are not selfish. Okay, I get that, but like. It's it's to the average person watching this, they're like, well, okay, you know, people can go out in, in protest, whatever, and these politicians will support them, blah blah blah. Uh, but like, I can't go to work, and like that has a fucking effect on people. I'm not being like the uh, guy by pointing that out, and like it 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 you know multiply this by a million by every event that happens in our society, and you get a population that is confused, that is angry. And that is that is as totally unable to trust anything that comes out of anybody's mouth, and so they 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 believe whatever. I mean, there's a reason your fucking grandma believes what she sees on fucking Facebook. Yeah, or why so many of your friends believe RussiaGate nonsense. Yes, exactly, 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 exactly. And, and I look, think the thing that, that you said, and I think that what you said was about you know, oh, people change their minds. It's like, okay, people change their minds, but then how come no one's asking why? Yeah. Okay, you changed your mind. Why? Yeah. There's like, no follow-up. It's just, it's like we, you know, I hate to say, you know, we all eat from the trash can of ideology, right? We're all in this fucking mess. Mm -hmm. But, like, at a certain point, you have to step back and say, you know, wait a it stop going along with these, like, you know, with these, you know, mania highs and lows in the lamestream media and these, like, the new moral panics of every day, take a step back and say, okay, what the fuck is going on? And try to regain a sense of reality. That's, that's like what all of this, ha that's the effect that all of this has on us. And again, like, I'm not just talking about this specific instance. I'm talking about this, like, sort of writ large. I is, that, is that it annihilates any sense of reality that people have. And makes them basically like totally. It's 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 a it is it is itself a fucking virus. <laughs> like it infects you and it makes you fucking it makes you crazy whether you realize it or not. It's doing it to me, you know. And like I understand that the news media, all of the news media, not news media that like is liberal or conservative, well, all of it is my enemy. It is my enemy. It is it is it is bad and against me. Um. But a lot of people don't realize that. Most people don't realize that. And so, like, it, it, you know, being, being, being again, like, just, just, just hammered with this contradictory information or information that you know is false, right? Like, like, like when they say that you don't have to wear a mask because, you know, it actually is, is bad for you to do it. You know that's not true. Something in you knows that not true. No, that's not true. And then to have the CDC and, and, and these supposedly neutral organizations tell you a lie is going to have an effect on you. Absolutely. And, 
And I want to like pull back for a second because this isn't just about like the masks. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and that's why we like started off with that quote from Tayyibi because this is, again, just one example of, you know, the like ecosystem of the state and, you know, the news media and like the way that it, you know, delivers this contradictory information, this, you know, how we move from one panic to the next and with complete like goldfish memory, right? Don't they mm -hmm. say that goldfish have like 30 second memory? I mean, yeah, that's what it feels like sometimes. It's they don't like, always remember your beautiful face. You know, no. I'm in the middle of a thing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, you know, it's like we move on from one thing to the next to the next with no, mm -hmm. like, with just a co collective, like, it's like we all, like, silently agreed we're just going to forget what came before and move on with no one having any fucking accountability, right? I mean, yeah. that's the key part. It's like, how in the hell is Vox able to, with a straight face, say, yeah, well, we wrote, like, 10 explainers, explainers on why actually thinking coronavirus is real means you're racist, which, by the way, was the first take oh, that we didn't yeah. even talk about. Holy shit. That, yeah. Now, it's funny because it became uh, thinking coronavirus is fake means you're racist. Yeah. Of course. It's, none of this means anything, right? Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is yeah, the take. This is the take economy. It's just a take and then everyone goes, you know, this is part of what I'm talking about. But it's like, you know, how the hell are these people able to still be a part or even taken, be taken seriously, you know? Well, I think a lot of that has to do with, like, we basically have no choice, right? Like, like it's, 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 the media is their world, right? Like, we got our little podcast, you know, there's a couple other podcasts or whatever, but it's like, they, Fox, NBC, Fox, all that shit is their world. And so, like, nothing, there can't really be accountability for them. Maybe if they report on the CIA and cocaine, they'll eventually end up killing themselves. But there just will never, there will never, ever, ever, ever be accountability. And that's what fucking drives me crazy about all of this shit that we talk about. Because people, there are so many motherfuckers out there who do wrong after wrong and harm people and they never get punished. Ever. But here's the thing that I might softly suggest is that like this is not just about the media as a like separate entity yeah and it's very much more a like bigger phenomenon if or i don't even know exactly how to characterize it but like you know it's not just the media that is fueling this or, or like it's like that it's like putting down on us from down high like yeah. there is like you know we are all sort of creating these like hyper manic or I don't know if that's the right word, but like these like manias, like Taibi says, again, whether it's, you know, all these news cycles, I mean, fuck, like before we started recording, Maurice and I were just, we, you know, we were talking and we were like, dang, remember like Scaramucci? Dang, remember Greta? Mm hmm. Dang, remember the Covington kids? Mm hmm. Like, remember these outrage? It's like, these, this is all in a long lineage, right? And and these fits and starts and these these um, 
these panics that are fueled by people and then also into the media and the the apparatus and the state and it becomes a whole thing. You know, these are all I guess what I'm trying to say is these are all features, not bugs. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, this I, I is think, very much an ecosystem and a you know that we're living in. I and I, I don't think, know what to do about it. Well well to me what gets me is just like like you're saying perfectly these fits and starts. It's like we are presented with an a, an incredible problem. The president was was uh, he's Russian, um, or you know the Russia Gate shit. I I you know all that. I know you didn't follow it, so I I I was just like too confusing. Too many names. Are there girls involved? I can't tell. Did his son fuck someone? I again, no idea. Ukraine Gate was much easier because they had that little fat guy. Um, what the uh, Giuliani's little buddy, the no neck. Yeah, he He was was so funny. Fantastic. Um, but like, you know, all the, I mean, fuck for Christ's sake, they fucking impeached the president like four months ago. Oh my God. I totally forgot. Do you remember that? And that's the thing is like, it's like we are. And and again, you're right. Like the media is part of a larger ecosystem and the media is basically, I mean, it's an arm of the state, right? So when we say media, we're talking essentially about part of the system, you know? (laughs) And I say system in all caps there. Uh, you know, it's like. We are presented with this incredible crisis, this problem, and then uh, nothing happens, and then we move on to the next problem. And it's yeah. like, it's this constant, like, I mean, again, we are, we are not the first people to talk about this. This problem has been going on for a long time, but it's like, it's part, it's basically, as far as I can tell, you know, really accelerated with the era of 24-hour cable news, and now with the internet, it's like, you can't escape it. And I don't think that they, I don't, I mean, I, I can't even see a fucking, a uh, a uh, uh, fix for this, right? Because it's like, it's, it's, it's like we are in enemy territory a hundred percent of the time. And we are, we, we are, we are unarmed. We can't attack them. And we are just like, it's, it's assaulted and assaulted and assaulted. And it makes me fucking sick. And I think it makes a lot of people sick. And I think it contributes to a certain degree of psychotic uh, uh, nihilism that you see amongst a lot of people. This boogaloo shit that's popping up, I get it. You know, like I don't get it. Like I want to hang out with them or do it, but like, it, it, you know, it 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 makes sense that it's happening. It makes sense. Well, that's it. The, the, the I think that's kind of what I was getting at because it's like you know, again, these are all features or expressions of the, of the world that we're all living in, which means that we are all subject to it. That we are mm-hmm. not outside of it, right? It's a condition that we are living in. And therefore, you see its expression even on the left, I think. You know, these kind of fits and starts and unable to figure out what to do and where to go and hopping from one thing to the next. And I just want to yeah. like, you know, when I was reading that Tayyibi piece, you know, I'm gonna, I want to read that again because it just really, or just, re- you know... It really reminded me of a or of an old essay that I that I kind of want to talk about for a second. But he says again, Chaibi says, the media in the last four years has devolved into a succession of moral manias. We are told the most important thing ever is happening for days or weeks at a time until subjects are abruptly dropped and forgotten. But the tone of warlike emergency remains. Right? And I, you know, I was reminded of this essay. In Harper's from 2014, um, which I fucking, you know, I remember reading this in print 
Like I can physically, I can remember this, you know, my memory of reading it in print and it's like, fuck, this was written 2014 and yet it still holds. And, you know, this is Adolf Reed. He says the left, and it, I mean, this sounds exactly what like he's talking about. <laughs> no, Adolf Reed. The, okay. the left has no particular place it wants to go. And to rehash an old quip, if you have no destination, any direction can seem as good as any other. The left careens from this oppressed group or crisis moment to that one, from one magical and morally pristine constituency or source of political agency to another. It lacks, it lacks focus and stability. Its metier is bearing witness, demonstrating solidarity and to mm -hmm. the event or the gesture. Its reflex is to, quote, send messages to those in power to make statements or to stand with or for the oppressed. This dilettante politics is partly the heritage of a generation of defeat and marginalization, of decades without any possibility of challenging power or influencing policy. So the left operates with no learning curve and is therefore always vulnerable to the new enthusiasm. It long ago lost the ability to move forward under its own steam. Far from being avant-garde, the self-styled left in the United States seems content to draw its inspiration, hopefulness, and confidence from outside its own ranks and lives only mm. on the outer fringes Absolutely. of American politics. As congress of individuals in the interstices of more mainstream institutions. So I think, look, I'm saying that, you know, I was really struck by the similarity here. And I think to some degree, Taibbi and, and Reed are talking about, you know, that these phenomena, you know, it, it, it's more that they're, it's, they're more than just related is what I'm saying. That well, this is a, that this is a, uh, like a much larger issue or larger phenomenon, uh, uh, characteristic of the world that we're living in. Well, yeah, I think it's it's notable that like both the media and like the quote unquote left essentially follow the same trajectory of 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 latching onto something, you know, doing something around it, you know, a, a great flurry of attention for a little bit, and then moving on to the next thing. Uh, and 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 the fact that both of these things are doing it in parallel one which is essentially an arm of the state the the media and two the 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 left which is supposed to be of course ag against the state in in trying to 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 uh contest contest its power uh are, are basically following the same trajectory is, is absolutely true and there's a word for that there's a very important word for that it's called opportunism <laughs> opportunism and for for some people for some people that's not only not a bad word that's the golden fucking rule baby and i'll tell you what if you do that if you are an opportunist you will fail you well, will fail. i don't think it's just opportunism i think that this is to a large degree uh operating on the subconscious right yes yeah and i think that what you see i mean i think yeah uh, you know, I, I do think that there's incentives that, or there's a lot of incentives at play that, you know, people should work on trying to identify, like, what incentivizes this kind of mania? That's, mm. a, that's one of the, the big, that's one of the big whys to ask. We talked about why no one's asking why the media is able to go from one story to the next with no accountability 
and no one asking, hey, wait a second, how come? Or or that you get yelled at if you even suggest, hey, wait a second, isn't it kind of weird how you said in March this, but then you said in April that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So these are all whys to start asking. And, you know, taking a step back and having a little bit of humility, I think, would do some people some good, you know? Yeah. Although I, I, I'll be honest with you, I, certainly I don't think that many journalists can be helped. Uh, I would like to help them, many of them, into wheelchairs um, or help them. How do I phrase this? Help them get to the physical state where their, their mobility is impossible without the use of a wheelchair. Does that make sense? I would like to do that. But like, um, yeah, agreed, agreed. I, I, I think that the one thing that people don't, they don't, I feel like they don't take seriously is to study history and apply the lessons. Apply the lessons. That is a very important part of being a fully realized human being and a man or a woman or whatever. Uh, that, that's, 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 that's what you got to do. And a lot of people don't do that because they're afraid. They're afraid. They're afraid to look in the mirror because they know they won't like what they see. One thing that I, I want a lot of people to remember is that it has not even been a year since Jeffrey Epstein was arrested. Not even <laughs> a year. And so much, like, I will say, I will, I, will make, I will admit this, is that so much just absolutely batshit insane stuff has happened in the past year that it's no wonder that people are kind of losing their grip. And one thing that I want to make clear is that, like, it's not a foregone conclusion that you'll that you will succumb to this sort of social insanity. And and I mean, if you're listening to this, you're on the you're on the right track, baby. But like, it's 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 it's. I don't know. I I I, I want to be clear that it's just been an insane fucking year. And if, if that has driven you a little bit insane, it's time to you know put the brakes on that. Take a deep breath. Step back collect yourself and reemerge. I think too, like I want to just reiterate, like the fact that so much happens all the time. Yeah. And yet nothing changes. Mm -hmm. Those are two related. There's a relationship there, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it would, you know, I think it's important to, like you say, take a step back, like maybe take a step back and start thinking through why, what is that relationship? Mm -hmm. How can so much happen? And how can things be so insane all the time and yet nothing change? Yeah. And, and, and maybe that's another why that we should all be sitting with and thinking through as we kind of, um, you know, start to dive into some of these questions. So I know this has been an all-over-the-place episode. Uh, you know, I, I, I believe... I would say we went off the rails, but there weren't very firm rails to begin with. Um, well, no, there were, but, you know, it's, it's not... Well, as we were also going to talk about another thing, but now we'll just talk about it on stream. Yeah, 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 that's a good idea. Um, but, like, it, it's, it's, it's like, don't let this shit, I guess, depress you or, or, or really, like, you know, 
push you down or whatever. Self-reflection is not like a bad thing to do. It's not a punishment. And reflecting on like these 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 strange relationships and and your own subconscious and regular consciousness is is also it's not a punishment or anything. You know, I it's something that you have to do and if you do it it makes you it makes you stronger, more powerful and more able to engage and 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 fight and uh and 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 achieve some sort of uh well hopefully final victory um i don't know i just i i i i i sort of struggle to explain what i mean here but um you know i'm not trying to get nobody down in the dumps is what i'm saying i don't think i mean i hope i'm never trying to do that i try to do that sometimes there's nothing nihilistic about ruthless critique it's actually a requirement that's that's what I'm trying to say is that we are anti-nihilistic, anti-nihilistic, uh, pro whatever the opposite of nihilism is, uh, and so so I want that to people to take that from this. I think they will, or people get mad at us. Yeah, whichever. Um, people get mad at us all the time. I know. Listen, guys, I'm just I'm just a humble <laughs> podcaster. I hope you guys know that I podcast from an actual hole in the ground. Every every three days, I dig a hole in Golden Gate Park, hop in it. It's it's, it's seven foot hole because I'm six five and it's you know I gotta get I stand on oh my chair God. et cetera. I put the microphone on the edge of the hole and I record. I record. You know every episode we actually record seven or eight hours of material. <laughs> Young Chomsky cuts it down to to however long it is an hour two hours I don't know. Um, Sometimes I do 40 or 50 hours. Sometimes I just, I just pop the old uh, record button on and I just go about my day. All right, I'm going to cut you off because there's one more thing I want to add is that if you are in the Bay Area Friday, yes, Juneteenth, uh, please come out to the Oakland ports and support the uh, ILWU shutdown of the Oakland port. Yeah, let me get exactly what time that is. I am it's still like talk- 10. It is, it is at 10 a.m. at SSA Terminal. And yeah, then, and, then, and an, then it's moving to uh, Jack Oscar London, Grant, right? Yeah, Oscar oh. Grant Plaza yeah. 1. I don't know if that's like the... I, I know Oscar Grant Plaza is the name for... I don't know Oakland that well. I don't know. Maybe it's a, it's a, it's a plaza there. You know where it is. It's downtown. Um, yeah, uh, we will, we will uh, be there. I'm actually going to plan on lighting myself on fire. No, don't do it. You're not doing that. <laughs> okay, to get attention. <laughs> I'll be there. Um, cool. Well, uh, right on. Thank you, party people. <laughs> uh, thanks for grooving with us. Thanks for. Did you just get stoned? I'm just, you know, sometimes you put the wrong pot in the jewel, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't think uh, you could do that with jewel. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to get them on the astral plane, though. That's you get. <laughs> There's a there's a series of yoga procedures you got to do, and then but damn <laughs> procedures, yoga procedures. Yep, 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 yep. That's what you do. Yoga procedures. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, my my last piece of advice is that if you get a really good like surefire flashlight or something, and you get the little pad on it, you can really you don't even have to you don't even have to pull the trigger. You can just fucking blind somebody for good. Okay, shut it down. I'm Liz. My name is Brace. We are joined by producer, musician, and guy who's looking at me with sod saft eyes. Sod saft eyes? Saft sod eyes? Well, there we go on that. We're joined by fucking Young Chomsky, and uh, that is true enough. 
we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein.